0: This podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a collection of essays by the Satellite Sisters, available October 2015 at SatelliteSisters.com or wherever books are sold.
1: We're the Satellite Sisters. We're
0: the Satellite Sisters. I'm
2: Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Liz, Leon, and Julie. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to You're the Best Encore Interviews from the Satellite Sisters.
1: J.J. Abrams is with us. J.J., thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You know okay. Tina Brown. She's an award-winning journalist. Tina, welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm so thrilled to be with you guys. Oh, we love this book. Robin Roberts,
2: we're so thrilled to have you here on Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show.
1: You know, Liz, my sister would have busted me like that, too. <laughs> welcome to You're the Best. Encore interviews.
3: Encore interviews from the Satellite Sisters. From the Satellite Sisters.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. I am Liz Dolan here with my sister Leanne Dolan, and this is one of our You're the Best Encore interviews. These are the Satellite Sisters' favorite interviews over the year that we have re edited and we are re releasing in celebration of our book, You're the Best, because our show has always been about what we said the sound of friendship. And so we go and we listen back to some of these interviews. And when you hear the great ones with people that talk to us and just we could have that kind of friendly conversation, you think it's almost like you already knew each other. And that's the way I feel about this discussion with Roz Chast, Liam, the famous cartoonist. Um, and this is you, Sheila and Monica talking to Roz. So this gives it a whole extra layer of humor.
1: Well, Liz, we used to refer to that team as the JV team. You know, when we were in the studio together, it was just the three of us and you and Julie were off for the day, like the big sisters, the varsity uh, athletes. Uh, We were the JV team. And what was special was Roz came into the studio. That doesn't always happen on a radio show. Um, A lot of times they just call in, but she was on a book tour for the the Theory of Everything um, in Los Angeles. So she came into the studio. She was right there with Sheila and I, I have been a lifelong fan of her wonderful, neurotic, crazy, super funny cartoons, uh, as it's Claire Monica and Sheila have too. I actually brought in a cartoon off my fridge to show her. Um, and what I think is the most interesting about this interview, first of all, it's funny. I mean, she's it's funny. funny. It's funny. It's really funny. Uh, yes. but also she really, you really get a sense of what her process is like, what it's like to be a cartoonist for the New Yorker and, uh, not easy. Even if you're Roz Chaff. You, you get rejected a lot by The New Yorker. So take that, all you writers out there. Take it to heart. Even Roz Chast gets rejected a lot. But it was an absolute delight to re-listen to this. And then I, I cracked the book open again. You know, it's, it's one of my fave coffee table books. Uh, my, my look through it all the time. And um, it was just wonderful to hear her discuss it again, some of her wacky, funny ideas and where they come from
2: yeah there are three things I really love about this interview, Leon. One is the way she talks about her obsessions and including her whole germ theory um one is just her voice. she has such a great New York voice, yeah, and yeah. she just if it's possible to sound like a cartoonist, she sounds like a cartoonist. And the third one is, as I listened through, a lot of this is really Sheila. This is confessions from Sheila on a wide range of things. So I think that there was a very special energy in the studio that day because Roz was in the room with you and Sheila. So um, it really, really made me laugh when I re-listened to it. Yeah.
1: And right in the middle, I recall, like, oh, gosh, I should have had her sign someone, a book for somebody. Yes. <laughs> it's <That's laughs> kind of thing. Huh. I was busy in those days. I never got to the bookstore. <laughs> anyway, it really was a pleasure. I think if you're a creative person or just a fan of Ross Chast, you are really going to enjoy this interview because you know what? She's the best. Liz. She, she's the best cartoonist. I just love her. So she this is, is the best. This is Ross Chast on the Satellite Sisters.
0: We've never had a cartoonist
1: on the show, Leanne. Well, I don't think people put radio and cartoons (laughs) together. Sometimes that's hard to do. But we go where no radio people have ever gone. That's That's right. right. It's a thrill to welcome Raz Chas to Satellite Sisters. Raz has been drawing cartoons for The New Yorker magazine and many others, including Scientific America, for nearly 30 years. Her stuff is so laugh out loud funny because it's everything you've thought of but weren't quite smart enough or paranoid enough to put on a page and you couldn't quite draw every marital dispute or argument you've had with your child or bad grocery store experience, it's going to end up in a Roz Chast cartoon. Roz, thank you for being here on Satellite sister. Thank you for having me. So do you constantly have people do this? Roz, you've been hanging up on my refrigerator for three years now. I've had the Persons of Faith cartoon on my fridge for
4: many years now. Do you get that a lot like you're on my fridge? Yes, yes. In (laughs) fact, I think uh, if they ever have a cartoon museum where, I think they should have refrigerators where the cartoons are actually hanging (laughs) up on the refrigerators.
3: That's a brilliant idea! Uh,
1: You know, it's, your stuff is so relatable, but it's just one step beyond because you're, this is what you do for a living and we don't do it. I mean, are you constantly on the lookout for the little, you know, picadillos in life that are going to end up in your cartoons?
4: Um, to some extent. I mean, I, I it's, it's almost like a bad habit kind of way of thinking. Um, things just sort of occur to me that are f- sometimes funny, and I think, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I better write that down yes. before I forget it, and then, of course, I don't, and I forget it. So. How does
1: it work with being a professional cartoonist? Like, your work appears regularly in The New Yorker, right. but yeah. what what it happens there? Like, do you have to turn in 10 a week, or 5 a week, or 1 a week, or is everyone a gem? Everyone's a winner?
4: Oh, well, I feel that way, Yeah, but, but okay. nobody else does. Um, the way it works is that, because it is a weekly magazine, all of us, all the... Uh, contract people, about 30 or 40 of us, were on a weekly schedule where the deadline, uh, there's an art meeting every Wednesday, and so for me that means my deadline since I fax in is Tuesday evening, and I usually turn in between five and ten cartoons a week sketches, and then they uh, sometimes choose one, sometimes they don't choose any, occasionally they choose two, uh, but I turn in uh, between five and ten rough ideas for cartoons every week. That's a lot of ideas.
0: That's a lot of funny. Yeah, that
4: is. <laughs> well, I think that it is, but they—they uh, they don't. There's a lot of it's. There's a lot of rejection. There's like piles and piles of you know ideas that clearly need mm-hmm. to go through some more filters mm-hmm. before they get there. But
1: when you're at like a dinner party with people, do they automatically assume they're going to end up in the magazine next week? I mean, are people afraid of you, Ross? <laughs> that they're gonna they're gonna do something, and you, you know, then they're gonna see themselves, you know, in some
4: egg—the Russian eggs that. You <laughs> Are <laughs> on the cover of your fake magazines? Um, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't help it if they, you know, do something, but...
1: <laughs> what about your kids? I know you have two kids, and some of the, the best ones in the book. I mean, just, I noticed on, I went to cartoonbank.com, and, like, your number one most popular one to resell is the Bad Mom cards. Yes. Which, oh, Monica, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. I mean, if we can do cartoons on the radio, it's just cards like, you know... You know, mom let her son watch Nintendo for two hours just to get him out of her hair. And, you know, the card for the mom that gave her kids orange soda instead of orange juice. And yes. so my son is a huge cartoon fan. So he was reading through your book the other day. He's like, Mom, you've done every single thing on the bad mom card. <laughs> and so have I. <laughs> yes. But do you, are your kids like, okay, Mom, enough. I can't, no more jokes about my SAT scores?
4: No, and I don't think I've I've done that joke yet. Okay. It's- well, there's one uh, headstone with their SAT oh, scores yes, on it.
1: Yes, okay. yes, yes. Maybe well, it's not their SAT no. scores.
0: No. Maybe they were my SAT <laughs>
1: scores. <laughs> no. They were too high to be your SAT scores. We're talking to Roz Chast. She's a cartoonist. Her new book is Theories of Everything Selected, Collected, Health Inspected Cartoons by Roz Chast. How many? It's like five hundred cartoons,
4: isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I haven't counted. And I, I think know. of the
1: dozens on the floor of your of now your studio at home. That makes me sad to know there are Ross cartoons that may never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah. well, if you saw them, maybe you wouldn't yeah. feel that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you have an obsession about a bunch of things. Yes. And yeah. one of them is algebra. <sighs> okay. What happened in algebra, Ross? <laughs> I mean, you can tell us. Were your satellite sisters like? Okay. Is algebra just always funny or? did you really have some sort of disturbing experience in algebra that you just can't work through yet?
4: I Well, clearly I haven't worked through all of the bad things that happened to me in math. Okay. But <laughs> okay. algebra was just the beginning. It was when we hit trigonometry that I thought, this is useful information for some people, <laughs> but but I don't want to, there's certain numbers in trigonometry, like .000000137, and I thought, I don't want to know that number. <laughs> I don't want to think about this number. I don't want to factor it into any equation. I I don't care anything about this number, and uh, and yet I was forced to you know encounter it for like a year. Yeah. And uh, now Sheila,
1: no, you too. I mean, I, I think we've. Notice some remarkable, you know, sameness between you and Russ. You have an algebra.
0: Well, I I failed algebra the first time out, and I blamed Mrs. Miller, right, Monica, our algebra teacher, who used to dress in what?
3: Oh, she had she had like a she had these dresses that were like supposed to be three pieces, but they're only one. It was, it was like a
0: one piece, a t- one piece with like
3: a vest over it. Yeah, Mrs. Miller.
0: Ooh. So I I definitely failed algebra. I mean, I think I I pulled out of the class halfway through, and I got
3: what, what. That's because you didn't have Tracy Risley. That's the only way, Roz. I got through algebra. My best friend Tracy Risley was a complete math wizard, and she helped me. Well, you cheated your way through algebra. She helped me with my homework. I I used to copy Tracy's homework every night. So no wonder I couldn't pass any of the tests. Algebra was really a terrible experience for me. Right. And because we were such a big family, I mean,
0: no, no one had tutors except for me. I was the only one in our family that got a tutor. And mom, I've completely blocked out the name of the math tutor that I had in ninth grade. But um if you remember her name, she lived on Harbor Road, call us, eight six, six, thirty, three sister. But the, when I got to my math tutor the first session, I realized she realized that I would never get through algebra one because I really didn't know how to add or subtract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was not coming that easily to me. Yes. Like sixteen minus seven, I still don't I, I mean I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have to figure it
4: out. <laughs> well, I remember the very first time I encountered Math. And it was, it was addition. And I cried. (laughs) And it was, I think I was probably in kindergarten visiting my cousin's first grade class. And they were doing addition. And I remember it was like two plus two equals four. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And it was so upsetting that I cried. Right. It's very conceptual. Math is. And I mean,
0: I taught first grade and I had a hard time (laughs) teaching addition. I really, I had to work with the counters myself. (laughs) No, it really forced me to learn how to act. Well, that's why great. Roz's
1: cartoon, 11th Grade Math for Nincompoops, really <laughs> spoke to you. <laughs> and so, uh, one of the examples, let's look at X equals 10. Mm. And then the bubble says, let's not and say we did. <laughs> is- <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that one.
1: <laughs> I know, again, hard to do cartoons on the radio, but we've been so enjoying your book, Roz. Do you think most people just get over algebra and move on? But you've had this outlet for the things that have sort of stuck with you over the years
4: yeah well I have a hard time I think letting go of things that I just seemed so unfair at the time it's like nobody's really apologized to me for trigonometry
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you always kind of see in cartoons though because I'm interested in that I mean visual artists that's something none of us can do not none of the Dolan family has any visual talent whatsoever but visual artists I mean you're you're a visual artist and you're a writer and and a comedian all thrown in there. But did you always kind of see in cartoon blocks, like even sitting in your 11th grade algebra class, were you thinking cosine is a funny word? I'm going oh, to use yeah. it again someday.
4: Definitely. I yeah. mean, I, I was doing cartoons when I was really little, like you know, four or five years old. I mean, I just, I always loved to draw. And I like to sort of make up funny stories that went along with the drawings. And one thing about cartooning that's so great is that for, you know, for somebody who likes to draw and likes to write, you don't have to choose, you know, you can kind of do both.
1: And then for someone like us, I mean, you're in The New Yorker, and wow, those stories are really long. But the yeah. cartoons are nice and short. <laughs> right, right. And so It's a nice break. It is. It yeah. really is. I mean, I take The New Yorker, but I don't always read The New Yorker, but I really enjoy the cartoons.
4: Well, the cartoons are kind of like a magazine within a magazine in a way. It's like there's the cartoon magazine, and it kind of marches you through, you know. I always think of that.
1: You know, one of your, one of the series of cartoons that you draw are magazines for special interest groups. And Monica, there was one in particular you thought our mother would enjoy.
3: Oh, yeah, there was one about, there was a a magazine about, um, errands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for people. Oh, I'm trying to find it. Okay, errands. The magazines for the errands lifestyle.
0: <laughs> and that, I love, it, that is our
1: mother. And yeah. what,
3: one of the topics you know on the cover of the magazine is new errands you never considered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Things to do before you do errands. A checklist. A checklist
3: yeah. And then I thought of uh, our sister Liz because you also have another magazine in there. It's called Bad Housekeeping. Okay. I'm sorry, Liz. Maybe <laughs> no, that should be well, for she's me. She's not here, but we can Bad talk Housekeeping, about the magazine for women who couldn't care less.
0: <laughs> yeah. Liz proudly says she doesn't care. She doesn't care about keeping her house clean. And one
3: of the stories in there is I Let My House Plants Die. One person's story. That that is my story, Boss, actually.
1: That's funny. Do people come up to you with ideas like, oh, you should do a cartoon about this? Yeah, definitely. And do you ever do those ideas? You're like, uh huh, sure. Almost yeah, right. never. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we figured, yeah. Cause,
0: yeah, because we're not really that fun I mean, I'm sure other people's ideas are just not that funny.
4: Well, it's not I think that they might be, but I think uh, it's it's kind of like if you collect something. If you collect, like, blue glass vases, let's Mm -hmm. say, there's something that only you know that you want for your collection. And somebody might give you a very lovely blue glass vase, but it's just not anything that interests you for some reason. So it's kind of like that.
1: Her new book is called Theories of Everything. And you know what? I'm going to get this for my friend Chris for her birthday, which is it's a perfect gift for the Satellite Sister in your life. And now I feel like an idiot because you're sitting here, Roz. And if I had just gone to buy it... Yesterday, <gasps> you could have signed it. Oh, that always oh, well, happens, happens to you, Roz. Ryan. I know. <laughs> oh well. Okay, I'll get over it. All right, Sheila. Roz, you're a famous germaphobe. I mean, it comes through in your cartoons. Well, you just have a fear of catching like any disease possible.
4: Well, I don't even feel like I have to catch it from a germ. I think that my theory. <laughs> My theory is that, like, if I think about it enough, I'll probably get it. Contract it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So do, are you f-
0: afraid of touching things at the supermarket? I'd say, for instance, like the stylus pens that you sign with on the debit card.
4: I actually... I, I, my, my germ theory, it's, it's like beyond germs. Okay. So that I'm not, like, one of these people, like, always has a little bottle of, like, that Purell or whatever. Okay. I mean, I'm not always washing It's bigger money. than that. It's bigger than that. Okay. It's more, like, the kind of psychological... Like, I just know... That if I read mm. about something, I am going to get it. Right. Okay. Oh, know. yeah.
0: Like that uh in the, in the uh, New York Times Magazine section where they have that diagnosis page. Yeah. Where they go through <laughs> oh, all those. Yeah. Oh, I can't read that.
4: Yeah. No. I, I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah
0: but, no, I found my... Now I have the thing where I can't touch anything, at, <laughs> you know, in public places, like... I started putting my hands in plastic bags at the supermarket. You to, did not. yeah, yeah to, to touch the stylus pen, and then I read about this thing. It's a fingerprint. You can get your finger imprinted.
2: <laughs>
0: Raz's face. I should write a cartoon about Raz's face right now. She looks fascinated by this concept. You can just, you know, put your credit card right on your thumb. But then that means...
1: <laughs> you can't yeah. use a plastic bag? I, I don't think you have that product. It's
0: biometric right. technology, Leon. You never have to swipe or touch anything again. Oh, you I can, like that. It gets scanned. You can borrow this, Roz, if you want <laughs> to use <laughs> it. There, I gave Roz Chast an idea. I can't believe that. Which she's not
4: going to use. I know, she's just just weird. Well, how do they get that onto your thumb, though? Well, th- th- we need to figure it out. Yeah, Theories yeah. of everything. That's, that's disturbing. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Mm. yeah all right Roz we have
1: got the holidays coming up you have a lot of holiday cartoons in here just again another theme is like the bad holiday gifts that you've received or others have received or been foisted on you so how are you going to I mean what is the worst gift you've ever received
4: oh is something
1: stand out or just do you just feel once again holiday gifts have been against you like if there's a bad holiday gift out there you'll get it
4: I I just think that I hate I hate all holidays actually. Really? Okay. <laughs> I really do. I just I don't like a lot of excitement and I don't like the sort of forced now I must buy things for people thing. I I you know I think one of the most depressing things at holidays is seeing those piles of ugly sweaters and Macy's. Yes. Mm hmm. It's uh Okay.
1: And that, that makes you, that bums you out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Roz. We have a cough button here. Roz, no, okay. she's going to sneeze, but that's okay. But it's live radio. Oh, God oh. bless you, rest <laughs> No, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> no. It's all those dusty sweaters at Macy's. I
1: it know. are no, It's
4: talking about germs, and, and now I'm clearly going to get something. No, wrong. you're
1: amongst fellow sneezers. We sneeze all the time. That's yeah. why we have this handy cough button here yeah, on the radio. It doesn't say sneeze. It no, say sneeze. No, <laughs> but it does. It shuts your mic off. So, oh, good. Okay, there you well, go. good She's going to
0: use you said I wanted more cartoons. I
1: know at the end. <laughs> well, you do have the one about the Dream Remote
4: Control, which I enjoy. What were some
1: of the features on the Dream Remote Control? Uh, to
4: uh, get up, uh, go to bed, uh, uh, clean your room, right? Um, put that down, pick that up, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's what I like.
1: The directions for your children on the remote control. Yes. I love that so much. It would be great to have. Mm-hmm. You know, can I ask? It's hard for me to tell. Pro cat or not?
4: I used to have cats. Okay. okay, I love cats. Okay.
1: All right okay because some there are a lot of cat related cartoons, mm-hmm. but I guess it's I guess it's the prism from which we view the cartoon. Yeah, I, Again, we're sneezers, so we're allergic to many cats.
4: Yes, that's my my son and my husband are allergic to cats, so we had to give our cats some. Food. Oh okay.
3: Aww. Thanks for listening. You're the best. For more, you're the best encore interviews or satellite sisters podcast. Go to satellitesisters.com or
1: iTunes. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. Call your satellite sister. Call your satellite sister.